Welcome to the Rocky Valley Podcast. This is Pastor Jason Moe. We're glad you stopped in to have a listen, and we hope that this blesses you in some way. Oh, 
Brother Eric, will you lead our prayer? Father, Lord, we thank you so much for another time to come into your house. Lord, we thank you for the time to worship you and just spend time in the sanctuary, Lord, and push the word out. Lord, we thank you so much for these graduates, Lord, and we just pray as they move forward to the next step of their lives that we can be there to usher them in God. Take this off the throne of your people. female version of Anthony Berger on the piano. Miss um, Theresa Stevens is with us tonight. And folks, singing with her playing is just wonderful. Um, she does a fabulous job. Thank you for being here tonight. <laughs> Choir, we stand as we continue to worship. Shout to the Lord. Oh, joy. 
Oh. Uh-huh. 
faith I saw the stream I She's got a beautiful voice, so five minutes ago I sprung on her. Hey, you want to sing special music? <laughs> sure. I'm good at this wing it Sunday night thing <laughs> on special music. Amy knows from last week. It's a good thing I, I love Jason, isn't that's it? That's right. <laughs> and I do. Which one? I love both of you. That's right. <laughs> and your wives. It's good to be with you tonight. A couple of you have asked me a little bit about uh, retirement. And uh, I retired Friday, and so uh, I'm excited. Yes, I'm not sure what that means, but um, I'll find out. And I'm excited about what God still has in store for my life. My favorite scripture is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and when you do, all the other things will be added unto you. And... He will, if allowed, take care of us. I love this song. It reminds me of that scripture.
Well, that was pretty good. She's been working with me for a while on how to get to those high notes, and I've about got her trained. So two or three more lessons, I think you'll be good now that you're retiring. But uh, Miss Theresa, thank you so much. I've said it before, but oh, well, I'll say it again. There's only one pastor's wife in the world whom I regard higher than my own wife, and that would be you, Miss Theresa. So she was my first pastor's wife, and she's my other mom, and she will always be that. So thank you for coming tonight. Tonight we have a tremendous honor as a church uh, to be able to honor these graduates. Uh, these graduates have been entrusted to us uh, as a church in an integral part of their lives. And, uh, and we hope this evening to charge them as they move forward with their lives. Uh, now, there were several of you whom I seem to have offended this morning when I questioned whether or not you could still spell high school. And I won't mention any names as to who it was, but Brother Charles came after church. He said, I know how to spell high school. It's H-I-S cool. And I said, very good, Charles. You got it. And so I realized that some of you still do have it. Uh, and in Watertown, that's probably still how they spell it, but that's okay. Um, on a serious note, we are, we're so proud of you guys. Um, we have three graduates tonight. I think only two were able to be in attendance this evening. But we have Miss Briar Schaefer, who's not with us this evening. We have Mr. Nathan Shields, and we have Mr. Nate Gutierrez. Been working on that all afternoon. And, uh, and we're excited to see the path that God has laid out uh, for all of you and see how you honor and glorify him uh, as you continue with your lives. And so this evening, we will have a brief charge. As I promised, we will have a brief charge to the graduates. I've been told there's cake in the back. I intend to get to it as quickly as possible. But we will stand, please, in honor and reverence to the scriptures this evening as we read together from Joshua chapter 24. Verse 15, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, we pray this evening that your Holy Spirit would be magnified and that your name would be glorified. We pray that the song service has honored you and we pray that this charge to these graduates would also honor you, God. God, we pray for each of them as they move forward. We pray that their foundation that has been laid in faith, God, that it would be strong, that they would learn to depend on you in all decisions 
And that as a church, we would covenant to pray together for them and to be here for them as they move forward. God, we love you. We praise you. And it's in your sweet name that we pray, as all of God's children said, amen. And you may be seated. You know, high school graduation is kind of a a rite of passage. It's kind of a moving forward uh, from being a child into being counted as an adult in society uh, and in any academic setting, really. Uh, Because prior to your high school graduation, even if it took you a little extra time to get there, academically you wouldn't be considered an adult until you have achieved that high school diploma or its equivalent. And so from the time you you get that, you become academically and societally an adult. And so with that rite of passage comes a a newfound group of decisions to make. And so I'm going to charge you with just a few pieces of advice to keep in mind as you make this journey. The first is this. I would ask you to own your faith. All of you have benefited from a Christian influence in your lives Or have met those whose faith is strong. Either through a parent or a grandparent or through some friend. Someone in your life who has had a particularly strong faith has influenced your life to this point. And as you journey into adulthood, what you're going to realize, just as most of us have realized, is that your parents or your grandparents or your friend or your pastor or or anybody else's faith is not going to be sufficient. At some point, you're going to have to learn to stand on your own faith. You're going to have to learn to identify that and not ride on the coattails of anyone else's faith. And you'll have to allow that faith in Jesus to drive your decision making. You will be faced with plenty of opportunities to misuse the gifts that God has given you. And I say that because knowing the two of you here this evening, God has given both of you so many gifts, so many talents, so many abilities that just stand out. You don't have to talk to either one of you very long to realize what tremendous young men that you both are. Yet, as you grow, like so many of us, you will have opportunities to take those things that God has given you and misuse them for your own pleasures, for your own desires, and for misguided thoughts. And those things will often seem exciting. They'll seem like the right thing, and they'll seem like what you really want. But when you face those opportunities, I ask you to remember this. Don't view your God or your faith as one who's trying to rob you from a good time. But learn the truth of Psalm 16. And that the one that created you knows what is best for you. And that your true joy and your true pleasure comes when you delight in the ways of the Lord. And so own your faith. Own your relationships. You will need to find a place to worship at some point in your lives. For some of you, you stay close. And I pray that Rocky Valley continues to be that place Where you worship. But inevitably, as adulthood approaches, there may come a time when you're taken away from us to put down roots elsewhere, either a job or a college decision or some other path that takes you. And when you get there, I challenge you to own the relationships around you by choosing a new local fellowship to join together and worship God. Living a Christian life is not to be done alone, it's not intended. To be done alone. And it's quite frankly quite difficult. To try and honor and glorify God. When you don't live in a Christian community. 
in the coming days and years, there will be new friends. I know that may sound crazy, but the group of friends that I had in high school that I thought I would never lose and never forget, most of them don't remember my name and don't know that I'm a pastor today. I know that because when they see me out in town and they find out I'm a pastor, most of them go, really? So we haven't kept very close with each other. We don't know what we do. So you'll find new friends. You'll find new opportunities. But what we need to keep in mind is that wisdom comes from seeking the counsel of the wise. You need to find others who are lined up in their faith with you, others who have the same intentions spiritually as you, others uh, who have the same desires, others who seek to glorify God in their lives. And the easiest place to do that is in a church. And so I challenge you, if you do move from this place, find somewhere where they honor and glorify God in the way that they preach the word, where you can make friends that do the same things that you do. And so own your faith, own your relationships, and own your decisions. Learning to identify the best decisions and make those consistently takes practice. It is easy to do what someone else tells you to do every time and never have to take responsibility for yourself. Good or bad, right? It's easy just to do what somebody else says. When it doesn't go well, you can blame them. When it goes well, you can thank them. But it doesn't take any real wisdom. It doesn't take any real fortitude to do that. The next few years are going to be full of choices that will influence your lives forever. Where are you going to go to school? What are you going to study when you get there? If you're like me, when I got to college, am I going to go to class when I'm there and I'm supposed to be studying something? Because for the first time in my life, mama didn't make me go to class. I had that choice to myself. What career are you going to choose coming out of your education or going into your education? James 1.5 says that we should pray and seek God at each juncture. That seems very scary. And it is. It's, it's a scary time. It's an exciting time, but it's a scary time. All these decisions, they could impact my life forever. Now the preacher scared me to death. I want to go back to school. And in fact, you know, the, the other Friday... Uh, or excuse me, last Thursday when, when my children got out of school, I looked at the high schoolers leaving the school where they go, and they were all driving out, and they were all waving each other. Woohoo! We're done, we're done, we're done! And you know what I thought? Man, y'all don't have a clue what y'all are fixing to do. <laughs> I'd trade with any of you. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't trade with most of them. One of them was driving a particularly nice Jeep. I would trade with him, I think. His parents seem to be doing well, but... But it's scary. And the question always arises, and you know what? It's never going to stop arising, no matter how old you get. Anytime you make a decision, when you try to honor God with that decision, you're going to be forced to ask yourself this question. How do I know that this is the decision that God would have me to make? And I'm going to give you the answer, so I want both of you to, to stick this in your pocket and remember it. If I never tell you the answer to any other question, I'm going to tell you how to answer that question. Does this decision honor God with my life? No matter how bad you may want it, no matter how bad you may think it's what you're supposed to do, I can promise you, if it doesn't lead you down a path that honors God with your lives, it is not the decision that God would have you to make. And you would be better off 
on an island with nothing, doing what God commanded you to do, than in a mansion with a bank account full of money, doing what you decided to do on your own. As a believer, we need to seek to honor God with all of our decisions because God's ways will always be better for us. So own your decisions. Own your faith. Own your relationships. And own your decisions. And if you will keep these three levels of ownership in your mind and do as Joshua chose to do in chapter 24, verse 15, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I will close with a statement from one of the greatest theologians to ever live, the great Dr. Seuss. He said, you have brains in your head and you have feet in your shoes and you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know and you are the guy that will decide where to go. Congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. My friends, if you will choose to serve the Lord, oh, the places that you'll go. I am so proud to know both of you. And at this time, I'm going to, uh, to present you guys with a Bible on behalf of the church. Uh, then we will have a prayer of closing. Uh, we'll bless the food when we pray. And then we'll go back and, and we'll eat some cake together. Uh, but first, the first Bible I have is for, for Mr. Nate Gutierrez. Now hang out just for a second. So, so I met this guy. And I didn't like him. And I'll tell you why I didn't like him. I didn't like him because he was dating my baby cousin. Now, I held her when she was first born. She smiled at me when she was a baby. And I've watched her grow up to be one of the most beautiful young ladies that I've ever seen. And I right away, I said, this dude ain't good enough for her. <laughs> but son, you've proven to be quite the young man. And I am very proud, not just to have you dating Abigail, but to have you as a friend and to have you in this church. Thank you. Thank you. And now Mr. Nathan Shields. Now I like this guy right away. Didn't take long. He's taught me an awful lot, particularly in the last, uh, in the last little bit. He taught me uh, how to work hard, that, that young people are still willing to get down and get their hands dirty and, uh, and work hard. And this church has a legacy that will live on uh, forever, thanks to you and your project in the back, the fire pit. It's so wonderful. We'll have a lot of memories made there and we'll always remember Mr. Nathan Shields as the one who was, who was bringing that here. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, uh, this guy can also take a big long pole, stick it in a hole, and jump high in the sky. Man, he <laughs> placed fifth in the state in the pole vault. Did I get that right? In the pole vault. So we are so proud of you, Nathan, and look forward to seeing where God does with you. After he told me he was a pole vaulter, I looked up on YouTube what that was. I don't think I can do it. So we'll just say good job. And if any pole vaulting needs done, we'll leave it up to Mr. Nathan Shields here at this church. If any soccer kicking needs going on, we'll leave it up to Mr. Gutierrez. 
And if any preaching needs done, I guess I'll try to do that. That seems to be all I'm qualified to do uh, at this point. Marry a good woman. If you'd like to know what one doesn't look like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're so proud of you, young men, and, uh, and I do. I love my wife very much most of the time. So we're going to, uh, we're going to close in a word of prayer this part of the service, uh, and we're going to celebrate in the back. And we are so, so proud of you guys. This is a, this is a really big deal. Um, like I said, uh, a lot of people look over uh, high school as if it's just a step. But this is a big deal. Uh, don't take lightly what you've accomplished already with your lives. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for these two fine young men. God, we thank you that you entrusted us with a portion of their lives, that they would be here to worship with us, to draw near to you with us. And God, we pray for them moving forward. God, we pray that you would guide their decisions, that at each and every turn, God, they would ask themselves this question. Does this glorify God? Does this honor God? And God, we pray that, that you would just pour your blessings out upon them with whatever decisions they make, whatever school choices they make, whatever career choices they make. And God, that they would just seek you first. And all the other things will be taken care of, God. God, I pray that as a church, we would make a covenant together that each person here would spend time each day praying for these young men. And God, we thank you that we have an opportunity to stand back and see what you do with their amazing lives, God. God, we pray that you bless the food that has been prepared for us in the back. And we pray you would bless our time of celebration together. For it is in your precious, saving, holy name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for joining in. We sincerely hope that this has blessed you in some way. If you have any further questions, feel free to give us a call or check us out on the web at www.rockyvalleybaptist.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.